0: Is Sky Blues Extra?
1: Hello and welcome to the Sky Blues Extra Podcast, proudly sponsored by Dylan's Brewery and the Sky Blue Tavern. My name is Ross Cooper, and today I'm delighted to be joined by David Moore to have a look back at the Sky Blues disappointing game against Rotherham and a look ahead to Monday night's game against West Brom. Dave, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, you know, uh it's football, isn't it? Uh, there's a lot of other things going on that are more important so try to keep a level head but it's also very disappointing and frustrating of you know our recent our recent fixtures really and just how we've we've got on i think just in the the nature of of the 1-0 losses it's not taken much to to sort of beat us um and i think yeah we can't continue like that i guess so that's why yeah, we need to sort of nip those little uh, sort of set pieces in the bud and, and try and get a little bit more tighter at the back, I think. Um, yeah. Well, but- what's your
1: big takeaway, uh, Dave, from, you know, when the, when the full time whistle sounded and then, you know, the the day after, you know, the evening before? What's your big takeaway?
2: I think, you know, games of football are going to be won and lost like that. I don't understand why people are so upset that we're controlling big parts of games and not, not cutting through them or not getting anything because and people comparing it to perhaps the first season in the championship which is just complete nonsense to be honest we we didn't lay a glove on anyone that season really we really really struggled and we didn't really turn up until we had to with four or five games to go to to put it safe I think you know there was some shock results in that season but generally we didn't threaten we always looked vulnerable we looked like we were going to concede every every time you know attacking team came forward. I don't think we're quite in that situation here. I think we're just not clinical enough at the top end, for whatever reason that is, and we've been a little bit too leaky at the back um, from set pieces. Both of those could be because people are gelling together. I know it doesn't take six months for teams to gel together, but they are a new you know new set of lads playing together, um, and hopefully. Robbins can get some more time into him in the training ground, but it sounds a bit like Mark Robbins, you know, he's had two weeks of an international break to work with, with most of them. Um, and for people to not know what their defensive duties were last night and to ignore the the rules of whatever it was that, that Robbins has set, if it wasn't zone or man for man, then I don't know, very odd. That that,
1: that was concerning, wasn't it? And, and, uh, and, and Dean has, has, has joined us as well. And I know you were very concerned Um you know Dean with those comments that Robin's made. I mean, what what what's your overriding emotion from uh the, the results and the performance?
3: I might leave because I'm already depressed <laughs> just listening to you two talk about it. Uh evening. It's um it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like there's potential there, but they're just showing absolutely none of it at the moment. That's like that's the most painful thing I'm I'm seeing at the moment. It's just that they don't seem to be trying to get better. Is that, is that a cloudy judgment? I don't know. Do you feel the same?
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't personally. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't feel like nothing's running for them. Don't get me wrong. I just,
3: but they're not running Dave.
2: I just think no, I, don't know, I don't know I don't think,
3: I don't think it's lack
2: of effort there are on some some parts I think people look a little bit disinterested um kind of resigned themselves to defeat but I think you take these last two fixtures and we've like really hit the game running and we've looked like as good as we've looked all season as as a unit um you know fine it's about keeping the ball in possession and I, and I get that doesn't always win games but I feel that we've looked really in control. We've just looked abysmal at times from some set pieces and, and defending. And some reason, for whatever that is, second halves, we just look a bit non-existent, don't we? But but I don't, I don't think anyone could fault how we've started games.
3: Yeah, I agree with that, totally. But when things don't go our way or seemingly don't go our way, they seem to down tools. That's what it feels like. That's what last night felt like.
2: Run out of ideas and just—I don't know whether they've got a plan B, and it, it looks to me like they haven't. Calamo
3: O'Hare—that's well, the plan that B. Is, that is. I mean, you're—you're you're, uh, literally all our hopes are on a guy who's ha- coming back from one of the the worst injuries a football can have, other than a broken leg, mm. and we're pinning hopes on on that. That's not an ideal place to be.
2: I think it is a plan B. You know, you look—you look yesterday at short corners. We've decided to go and do short corners. Now, Robbins has obviously said that at halftime that you know it's not it's not working. We're not getting you know not getting the balls in the box. We're not beating the first man. Let's change it up a bit. But then when we changed it up, they weren't on the same wavelength, were they? They didn't really understand that they were going to be doing a short corner. So it was kind of
3: just like. I just realised where Ross is. Yes, he's in the Skyview Tavern. He is in the Skyview Tavern. I, I am in the Skyview Tavern, mate. I've not had any food yet. But, I was about uh, to say, what's on the uh, what's on the menu tonight? Uh,
1: a question of sport. That's what's on the menu tonight, uh, <laughs> boys. So if, uh, but a cheeky arm before it, maybe a loaded naan. I think I need yeah. one to be fair. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was going to sort of say. It sort of feels like, doesn't it, that we're going to sort of stumble our way to January, and O'Hare's going to be the person to sort of drag us there. Um, but it doesn't need
3: to be that way, Ross. Like no, it doesn't need to be that way. No, of course. Because, like, you listen to, I think um, Dave said it as I joined, about Mark Robbins' comments last night. Yeah. Like, it was completely warranted, his comments after the game. He destroyed the team, put them so under the bus, and, you know, for me, it's completely warranted. It needed to happen. And hopefully some of the players see what Mark said last night and take it on board. But when he said... About certain players changing the plan that's been put in place by the coaching staff. That is not on. You cannot do that. I know these players are in the game in the heat at the moment, but there's a plan in place. You have to try and at least stick to it. For them to We do don't know that, what that
2: is though, do we? He's only alluded to what it would be intriguing to know what exactly that is. It because... felt like
3: from a defensive point of view. That's what I it think sounded he like. He did
2: mention, didn't he? Uh, you know, when the bulls come into the box, set that, plays, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He did. He did mention that.
3: Yeah. Um, so they would have looked at tape all week, analysis, etc., and then to go away from that, that's just not on. That's like you need to be talked to and and dealt with in a in a proper manner. Like you don't play the next game if that's that's something you're involved with.
1: Well, and he's defended the the players, hasn't he? You think with 13 games in, he's countless times this season, he's come out and said, work in progress, you know, they need time to click. He's defended them. And after that Rotherham game, that was the first time that he sort of really come out. And as you said, it's the most disappointed that he's felt in in a a long time. And clearly feels let down by by certain players. I, I don't know if it's just as simple as certain people who are supposed to be marking the near post, you think, you know, from the corner. They've just not done their job. Yeah. They've not well, been in did the right say place. they've left,
2: left their positions, didn't he? He did He did sort of, that's how he, he put it, that that goal wouldn't have gone in had people have not left where they were, were supposed to be. If that was someone on the back post, I don't know, we've never had anyone on the back post, have we? He's not.
3: But. You know why it's frustrating as well? Because we've built the last two seasons on being such a solid defensive unit and yeah. we seem to let that go. And then yeah. going into yesterday's game, we were the second in the division for the lowest goals against stat, which is, you know, remarkable considering what's just happened the last two games in regards to giving opposition easy chances to to score goals. I mean the second goal yesterday was indicative of that. Like that was our throwing. And we've let them score from it. No tracking back. Yeah. I know the formation at the time was some Eric Ten Hag mess of four two two two, but still, do your jobs, lads. But but
1: how many of the chances did they have as well? I mean, you know, uh, we made a team who'd won one game going into the game, who had been atrociously bad. We made them look really good. They had they they they, they could have and probably should have scored four goals in terms of the clear chances they had. I mean that's a concern and that's what I was saying to you, Dean. I think, like you said prior to that, have teams really created that many chances? No, but we look capable of conceding. Whereas last year you would have back, you'd have put your house on us keeping a clean sheet and been able to go up the other end with a, a freak of a striker in Jokeres, and and, and he'd do something out of nothing.
3: The teams was- last year also had opportunities, but it was it was never like we felt like we were going to concede from it. you felt like we could deal with it. There was this year it was like if a team comes with the team gets an opportunity. It feels like we don't deal with it or can't deal it with it. It feels
1: inevitable, doesn't it?
3: Um. And we've, for so long, we've talked about Fad being like the, the vocal point and stuff. For me, he's gone missing the last three or four games really defensively. And yeah. now I'm now I'm wondering if it's the opportunity to take him out of the team. And I'm also wondering if he's the guy, normally he's the guy that commands the most in that defensive unit. If he's the man who's telling everyone to do different things to what Robins and the staff are asking for, then that has to be punished.
2: Yeah, I just can't see that. I don't know why. You know, of course, I'm massively in the... But who the else in that defensive club?
3: unit, Dave, is going to say something else and not, and they're going to listen to them? Because if someone else other than Fad says it, Fads is going to go, no, we're sticking to the plan.
2: Yeah, well, that's, that's why it's so bizarre. I worry. Then I worry about the lack of communication already. To be honest, I really worry about the lack of communication if Fads isn't on the pitch. But may, maybe there are some talkers in there. Maybe Binks, you know. Maybe Thomas. It, I, have, I haven't seen it when you know. Haven't seen it at times. Saints with uh, that Latobotier. I, I haven't really seen that. I, I do worry about a lack of communication because it, it already looks like that for me.
1: It does look like everyone else is looking looking around at everyone else for some sort of inspiration and, and leadership. And I, I agree about Fads. I, I feel like he's been sort of a bit sheepish in the last couple of games and he's not been that commanding commanding self that we're that we've been used to. I mean, so defensively clearly a concern. And at the other end, the other box, I mean, we've not scored a goal ourselves in the last three games. You know, Norwich was an own goal. Three goals this season have been freak own goals. Watford, you get one of those every 10, 15 years. Norwich, he's somehow inexplicably headed it into his own net. And then the Middlesbrough one was it was a freak own goal as well. I mean, so three of our goals this season have been own goals that you can't bank on getting all the time. How concerned are you, Dean, with the the lack of ruthlessness, the toothlessness, should I say, you know, going forward?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a concern because if you don't score, like Michael Owen says, if you don't <laughs> score goals, you don't win matches, right? So that is a concern. Um, and I think last night there was ample opportunities. I mean, we've got to give Victor Johansson some credit in this match because he made three outstanding saves. Like, he always seems to pull off a worldie against us. And, and it happened again last night. The first one from Godin is, is super instinctive. Like, he's got his body stretched out wide. And the two, the Sims was the other two opportunities. And he's made two great saves. Now, people have to go at Sims. Okay, he doesn't... Doesn't particularly do a lot, but when he's given an opportunity, he's made the keeper make two saves yesterday, and the third one where he miscontrolled it is just garbage. Of course, but I kind of feel like it comes from a disconnect between like the areas of the pitch. Now, for my sins, I watched the game back this morning when the defence and the midfield are together. Why did you do that? Because I was, you know, just you know, an idiot mainly. (laughs) Um, I like to put myself through pain. Um, when the defence and midfield have some co- kind of cohesion, there's no cohesion then with the forward line mm. in an attacking sense. And then from a defending point of view as well. Maybe I'm going a little bit off topic here, but I thought I'd bring this up. When the midfield and forward line have got some kind of cohesion, like we saw yesterday, records putting the ball, ball through to to uh, to Sims, the defence has a lack of cohesion with the rest of the team. So it's kind of like the whole team's not joined together. Does that make sense? Maybe I'm not making sense here. When the defence yeah. and midfield are together, the forwards are not. And when the midfield and forwards are together, the defence is not. It, it's like table Whoa. football.
1: We're just all in lines and, and there's no sort of, connect, you know, join between. I, I totally get what you're saying because sometimes yeah, I'm I watching the game and I feel like you do ask the question of how are we, how are we when we're in training, what's our plan to score a goal? And it's weird because in the last two games we have created more than enough chances to score several goals in, in both games. But there's big periods of the game where everything's very slow. And I feel like... I I don't know. I can't see that we have a plan of how to get back. Anyway, how many how many times did De Silva have the ball in the first half? And then there was no one. No one trying to make a run from him. No one running past him. No one given an option. He he, he just had to hold on to it for ample time. It gives them chance to get back and, and regroup. And all of a sudden the opportunity's gone. I mean... What were you going to say,
2: Dave? The the, the creativity at the moment from through passes is is really coming from like Sheaf. You know, he he's probably one of the only players that is trying to pick a pass at times and make things work. And I feel like we kind of just get stuck. We get to that sort of twenty-five yard box, and we just uh, you know eighteen yard box. Sorry, you know, we get in that final third. 25 yards out and we kind of just feel a bit like we've hit a wall and then we just bounce it around between wing to wing, which is fine. Look, that's what you have to do to try and create an opening, but I'm not sure we've got the
3: creativity then in those middle pockets to, to create something. Um, but then You also need the forward line to put a bit of effort in when those opportunities come about. And we, we, we seemingly do that one in every five chances that we put a bit of effort in from, do. The, from the forward line. It needs it's to very be difficult. Like they're not sort
2: of players to roll defenders, are they? Either apart from Godden maybe. But that's but at what... least
3: show it, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's show difficult that. to
2: put your finger exactly where it's where it's going wrong. Um, but but I do think there's a lack of creativity, and and also I like you say they're going
3: to need four or five opportunities to get a goal. So yeah. I, I, it, I don't think it's... it's even four or five opportunities to get a goal. I just want to see them put a bit of effort in for four out of five opportunities yeah. rather than the one out of five opportunities. I mean, had you right yesterday, I don't like to dig players out particularly, but there was a header on the back post didn't even bother going for. There was one run he made at a defender, cut back inside, and then just didn't bother doing anything with it, and then just let the ball go. Like, it's that kind of stuff where I just want to see like a bit of fighting determination and effort to at least try to do something. Well, well, at that, least that that's way it. I'll go, fair enough, you've had a go. Whereas this morning, I'm looking back at it and going, you're not even having a go here.
1: There 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 appears to be, and we spoke about this, David, probably a month ago, about, you know, body language and and sort of that perception of players' energy. And I feel like, I thought about it, and I'm not worried about Sims uh, at all. I think if he keeps getting in the right positions, like he has, you know, he's got in positions to score goals. And I think when he's firing they will go in. So I have no worries and I have no doubt that he will score, you know, he, I think he'll get into double figures this season and and yeah, he'll come good because he looks like he's putting a bit of physicality around. There's a little bit of aggression there. He, I think Goddenham has
2: grown him. in confidence a little I, yeah, bit. I, I think Goddenham has last night. He looked, he looked more confident. Um, just, I don't you know, know. know. I don't sometimes know. he makes some sort of aimless runs, doesn't he? And, and and whatever, but he, he does seem to be trying to get in positions. He, I, I think he's, he does get forced across to that left, though, naturally. And it doesn't even seem to be his right sort of position. You know you know what I mean? Like, he seems to be on the left wing at, at times. I mean, it he put bizarre. a couple of crosses in
3: yesterday. I don't think that will happen when we play one up front, which no. is inevitably the way we're going to go. Well,
1: 100%. I mean, it feels like we can't use both strikers in an attack at once. One of them just has to sort of disappear, whether it's almost like we take it in turns, like Sims is going to be involved in this attack, and we have echoes and Sheaf behind, and and just... You look for him, and he's just nowhere to be seen. And then vice versa. And I'm thinking, why why can't we have a move where the strikers sort of play it in between themselves? Especially when our whole game is get it out to wing-backs, put some crosses in. We have one person in the box half the time. And, I mean, the positive is that he's getting into the right positions. My, My concern with Hadji Wright is... He's lazy. My, my, I was thinking about this. The thing was, we had a striker. Forget, forget the quality. Forget the comparison in terms of Yacarez's quality. But just focus on he would have like died on that pitch. i sweat, of the and comparisons. tears. But, 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 but the effort. But he would, yeah, he would have shed blood, sweat, and tears on the pitch. And I feel like, I think that's all fans want to see from him. I think people can forgive a bad touch or, or whatever it might be, technically. But like you were saying, you want to see people look like. And and David, you said you know a month ago, and I you hope were they right. can
2: forgive a bad touch because otherwise, Jada silva is going to have the
1: boo boys next week as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but I mean, I'm a little bit more worried.
3: But uh, with with Hadji Wright, because I just feel—is he an eight million pound Clive Platt? That's what I'm asking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, it's it's. It's not of the looking FW good. <laughs> it, it isn't. It isn't looking good. I've got to say. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I get this. This is a really, really weird thing to say, but I get this impression that sometimes players feel like not not too good. They're almost too too cool to like do that that dirty work. That they'll they'll do something really really special in a game uh, when they kind of have it to feet and they they you know can do something. But I do sometimes feel like it's just. Not that it's beyond them, it's just I not know, it's just not their game, is it? It's just not his game to run around and run. But he needs to because that's like the only way that you can create pressure
3: on teams that are bad at the back, like Rotherham. When you play top front, you have to play that way. You have yeah. to put in make those runs, put that effort in. One up front on your own with two tens doing all the dirty work, really, the running off you.
1: That you that might shoulder. work in his
3: favour. But yeah. I think he's more concerned about his image. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I I, I just feel like... It's I bizarre, did, though. Yeah, I know. I've seen him posting like Instagrams and all this sort of shit before games and thinking, mate, liven up, you've got a match here. You know, put yourself in position to, to win a game of football. Get the fans on your side. But that's just not happening. Put some effort in. I can forgive the bad touches, the shots off goal, whatever, Put the effort in, you know, work hard, do stuff, yeah. help you. Help your team out. You can forgive everything else if you just show a little and, bit of intent. Well, And then it
1: comes back to, you know, from the that fans forum uh, earlier in the week when yeah, Robbins clearly is trying to allude to people not being settled. I mean, surely you don't have to be settled to put 110% and show a bit of aggression. You know, I mean, he, he went the last two games, he's gone up against Andy King, Bristol City, and then a defender for Rotherham. And both times he just wilts. He just wilts away. Andy and King I, laughed in his face. Yeah, he did. On, and I'm like, where's Saturday. that aggression coming back? Where's him? Give it, where I want to see him, like Louis, Louis Binks did in, in his debut against Hull, where, you know, that little bit of that nasty side, something where it's like, you know what, I'm not going to let you get the better of me. I'm going to get the better of you. Because I actually think he's got pace. I think he's got attributes there, but they're, they're hidden away somewhere. And, and I think that, th- you know, Robin's like he's alluded to, you know, we don't buy the finished article, but you'd like to think for 8 million, you'd get more than just a couple, a couple of glimmers of, of of a player. You'd like to think that for 8 million quid, we're going to see, you know. Well, he showed that in his debut,
3: didn't he, at Leicester?
2: Well,
1: that's, that the, that's the strangest min- thing. That
3: 30-minute cameo is so far removed from what we've seen since then.
2: I mean, Where's you did got? honestly think that day, you were like, he's probably got to start next week and if he does something like that, on his wrong foot, you know, he, he cracked the bar, didn't he, with his, with his wrong foot? And you think, we've got an absolute player. He, he drifted, you know, like, glided past the defender. And you I'm think... i just trying to see
3: who he was up against in that wow. defensive line. Was it Faze and Vestergaard? I mean, Faze, <laughs> Faze is not slow. And he's absolutely gone bomb past him.
1: Mm.
3: But we need to see more of that. That, like, it's... I an it, opportunity I'll take, yesterday
2: wasn't there he broke on the right hand side and it, yeah that's the one
3: saying where he cut try to cut back on and, and it came
2: came to nothing
3: yeah, I just like that thirty minute cameo versus Leicester, I'd take that thirty minute cameo every game, but I've just yeah. not seen it at all it's yeah it's 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 weird, and also he would have got a penalty if he went down as well. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was never a free kick to them. It was no, If never. anything, it was, it, it was a penalty to us. Yeah, we would already had a go, and he
2: he had to really go as he got by him or got pretty much past him,
3: and then that yeah. sort of carried on into the into the penalty area. But I do see sort of like the frustration from the sort of there is definitely frustrations on the pitch. You can tell that, and I think you, they're sort yeah. of, they are creeping out to the fans now, and that's that's not a good place to be. Um, I mean, considering where we were going into the international break, we'd played, you know, decent enough to get some, you know, fairly good results. Um but now it's it's just like total reversal. Um and maybe that comes with the sort of cloudy judgment of, you know, we finished fifth last year and obviously got into the playoff final. Well wow, of are... this
2: all of that does, like it's impossible, isn't it? It's impossible not to think that way. Like but just because we had a good season last year doesn't guarantee us anything with a completely different team. And I think everyone kind of knows that, but it still makes you frustrated because you're just like, we're not going to, it's a season over. People are already saying this is a, you know, I mean, personally, yeah, it doesn't take much to get into the top six. Look at Borough, you know, they're absolutely like flying, but we look like a team that will limp through results. We'll get some here and there as i speak at this moment in time i mean and things can change obviously but we do look like a team that's probably going to be in the the middle if not the third half
3: of the table i was always always under that impression this year that's that that's how i thought going into the season but i don't think maybe 90% of the our fan base think like that you know that's you know how it how it works but the cloud like the cloud of judgment comes from maybe miscommunication from buying twenty-five million pounds worth of players straight off the bat. But what I need to do, what I want, what I want to see done, is Mark Robbins absolutely hammer the point home every single time he's in front of a microphone. We are a work in progress. We are a work in progress because that is the only way it's going to get into fans' heads. And I want him. I want fans to be annoyed at Mark Robbins constantly saying it because that is the only way people are going to understand we are a work in progress and all this stuff we said tonight could matter nothing in you know three months time if we've turned the page and showed the same sort of change in and we're capable fortunes as we did last year we are capable Ross, hundred percent. there is but if we don't turn this round
2: in november December is an absolute stinker. Well, I think it should be from now. Well, but this is the thing. It's it's fine. Like, and and I agree, but you know, I'm not trying to even dramatize this. The team that we have and the characters that we have will not get out of a relegation battle, in my opinion, from what I can, what I've seen in the second halves of the last three or four, five fixtures.
1: Well, the question I was going to ask, ask you to is, because December is a really tough month. The next three fixtures, you know, again, we don't have great records against these sides. How much you, you were saying, Dean? You want him to hammer that point home, but how how long do you think Doug King would, would accept the work in progress mantra when he, he came? Out I, I and don't said, think
3: I don't think Robbins gets sacked unless we get relegated, regardless of what happens. Do you? So do, you do you think that? And you know, and I agree, and I really hope that's the case. That this season
1: is whether we finish twentieth or whether we finish sixth is a transition you know, that the transitional year to get everyone bedded in and then next year is one where the expectation would be from him because I feel nervous at the thought of, you know, he he must be sat there thinking, I've got a four million pound centre back on the we broke a neck to get on on the bench. And do you think he's sat there thinking that's money well spent on our strikers? Well I don't think he's got
3: I don't think he's got much of a clue about football from what I understand from a to on forums and, and whatever, Doug. Yeah, by all intents and purposes this was just an opportunity he got to take over a football club but does that anyway? not worry
1: you about the
3: possibility
1: of a, a a reactive decision if we don't pick up results in the next three
3: five games no I think games. the opposite of that
2: yeah I think he's on he's fully on board with with Robbins I think the, the thing is Robbins he literally lives and breathes this club like he does and you know, I don't ever think for a minute that Robbins would walk away. Don't get me wrong. I don't, but I I do think that Robbins gives people enough confidence that this will be this will turn around. We've year on year bettered our position. We've you know we've come from just the depths of the football league. Like he he has worked miracles. So I, I do think he's got a lot of time, and I do think that people understand that there's like peaks and troughs to, to get in that end goal. And I I think Robbins will be one person that makes everyone feel that and comfortable with that. So I, I don't know. I would be surprised if, I mean, if that does happen, then that's, you know, really is a, is a mess. Well I, was, well, I was
3: concerned a few with a few points from that fans forum the other night. Um, I thought both spoke kind of well, but just a couple of things they said, like, around transfers and stuff like that, it just made my wa- mind wonder a little bit. You know, did we did we have the people in place to do the due diligence on on signings? Was that recruitment team fully prepared for what this summer was going to be? I mean, Dean Austin joined us in, what, December of 2022? So he had six months. We'd lost Badland and the other guy at that point. So they would have took all yeah. the scouting information with them. So that would have left the drawer empty, basically. It's like when uh, the Conservatives took over from, from Labour, they said there's no cash in the in the exchequer. Um, so they would have been basically starting from scratch. And he was on his own for a long period of time, um, Dean Austin. And then I think it was Jamie Johnson, was it, next, through the door? And he was late in last season. And then we added um, Steve Shea from Leicester. Was it Leicester or Spurs in the summer? Um. So he would have come in super late. Now, it just makes me wonder about the signing situation. Was the due diligence done? Is Doug King one of these guys that would just say yes to you know relatively anything because he didn't have much of a clue when he joined or, the club? Or
2: was there just a pot of money made available that, that then that, that team... Had? I, we don't know, do we? don't know the ins and outs. I, I missed a lot of that that forum, to well, be honest. But, um, I think you have to
1: take what Robin said as, as at face value, and uh, you know that he he said it, it, it's a process, and that there's no player in the club that he doesn't want, you know, and, and he has the he has to greenlight every every signing that he says he would not That's the way it has to be, in his opinion. That he there's no player comes in without his say so. So I think you have to clearly, as a recruitment team, everybody's complicit in the signings that were made. And I and I don't I think it's way too early to write anybody off. I think yeah you know, people might have valid concerns. Thirteen games in certain players and I think certain players have showed real great promise I mean but, th- but that's my thing with I think the fans and you know we we know what Robbins is doing obviously but you know Doug King came out in his first few interviews you know three from five years in the playoffs he says I don't want to be mucking about down in 17th 18th you know if if come you know end of January where you know we're we're down in 19th 20th do you I mean is he going to be pleased with that? I, I, I'm just because he's not, you know, because I thought Robbins was untouchable. And I think in a lot of fans, mine, mine, he is. But I just have, I, I feel worried at the, at the prospect of if we don't pick up results and enough results to to be get to January where we think, you know what, a centre mid can propel us, you know, maybe somebody else as well. I just worry. I, I do just have this sort of niggling fear uh, about Doug making it. A reaction because I think he'll he'll want to see something, won't he? I don't, you know. Interesting I mean, I, to see what he did say I've, about the five-year plan, right? He said yeah. about the five-year yeah. plan. I think yeah. he
3: he kind of realizes that this is a long-term situation with, yeah, a, basically absolutely. a big. This is a huge season now. Let's you know call a spade a spade. It's 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 big and yeah. keeping our place in this division is ultimately what we need to do. Um, we definitely have the squad capable of. Easily achieving that from what I've seen against other teams, but it's time to start showing stuff. It's time to start showing it. Let's end on a, on a
1: from that game on a positive note. Callum O'Hare coming on after over 300 days out, and he didn't look at Mr. Mr. Beat. He looked, you know, really lively, doing basic things, running into space. And how, how positive is that, Dave? And how important is he going to be, you know? To find those pockets of space to maybe bring the best out of Wright and Sims, you know, between now and and January when we can obviously add further reinforcement, how how big is his return?
2: Yeah, huge. Um, I f- I thought he looked good last night. I thought he looked lively. I thought he looked like he was even stock- a bit stockier, like beefed up a little bit. Looks like he's going to be stronger.
3: Um, I like I like how everyone's talking about this stockiness as if you like he's been eating KFC for like nine months or so it's not fat it's muscle yeah no of
2: course he, but he's just looks like he's you know he's obviously focused in the in the gym because he's not been able to do heavy heavy running and, and whatever um well we don't know i mean I, I haven't got his kilograms of when he started his injury versus now but clearly he looks like you know um i thought he looked lively i don't care about this hole it's not heap too much pressure on him Look, at the end of the day there's, he's he's out there as as much as anyone else. If he's in the team, you know, on the team, and he's playing, and he's got to produce the goods. And and yeah, it's going to take a bit of time for him to get up to full speed. But
3: um, he'll also oh, have expectation on himself there, Dave.
2: He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so... and he's he he looked to me yesterday that he's raring to go. You know, I'd expect him to come on again next week. I wouldn't expect him to be starting a game yet. It's just. It's so bizarre in, in what when you look back at everything that we've got and we're like desperate for League One, Jamie Allen, callow Hair, and you know, to sort of come into the fold and get us out of the shit. And it's like, Christ, like what's it it just how, seems how I'm not we, saying it's wrong by here? the way. I'm not saying it's wrong, by the way, but it just feels, yeah, it just feels quite surreal, doesn't Where it? Is that Jamie Allen?
3: Doesn't do either of you know he's just I ill. Just Did Ill someone
2: again? say it was a thigh injury? So it isn't an injury.
1: He's just no, got... he's just ill. Yeah, right. Okay. Because I feel like last couple of games we could really have, have done with him. But um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I mentioned
3: the... that to, to to Ross Spence on on uh, on Sunday night. Like Jamie Allen is one of these guys. Ross was asking like for someone to pick up the game but a scruff of the neck, and Jamie Allen's kind of one of these guys that kind of forces it. So not having him he forces available... errors, doesn't he? As well, he
2: forces teams yeah. into errors. Um, because he's just a busy player. Um, have you seen
3: this city unseen today? You know the behind me, the scenes yeah, thing. Not yet. There's a little bit in that about Callahair, Hair, where he's doing like these incredible turns on the ed- edge of the box. I have no concerns about where he's at with his uh, his knee injury. He's um, he's over that completely. Um, looking at that, so that's. A I thought he side. linked
2: up with Sakamoto at times. I think Dean's right. This one up front is you know it's the old trusty robbins box formation actually when we played that before we didn't control games as much in possession as we've we've done recently i i generally think that that probably is the the next way to go
3: but we were good in the transition during that period right and then we also found a different way we to do it last it. year with yokoz in the yeah. transition there's two different ways to, to sort of do that counter um so if we can find that sort of x factor again I, I don't really have a concern that we'll, we'll start, you know, turning games round. There's, there's the abilities there. Well, we haven't got that killer it. ball though at the moment, have we? That's,
2: no, because that's we don't,
3: one, we don't have a centre midfielder who can yeah. do that. Yeah. And two, I don't think we're playing the system that can also do that. So.
2: No, I think we're sort of getting up to a point and then we're hitting a wall and we're trying to Force make it. intricate passes to, to get some free. But by that time you've got, you know, 10 men behind the
1: ball. You? It's very mm.
3: difficult to, to break down.
1: Okay, we'll round up on Rotherham and I'll just get a man of the match from you both. God, I was... I
3: was literally, the last 10 minutes, I'm thinking he's going to ask us for a piss in, <laughs> man of the match in a
1: minute. <laughs> Who comes out with the most credit?
3: Um, hmm. I thought Ben Sheaf did, did well again. Um, but, like, the best of a bad bunch, really, wasn't it? It's like slim pickings.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. Sheaf, like, yeah. Probably one that tried to force it as as much as he could and and defensively was better better than anyone, I guess.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra.
1: So next up for the Sky Blues is another game, Monday night. Uh, in front of the cameras, under the lights, at the CBS, as the Sky Blues ho- host west of Bromwich Albion. Dean, big game. Um... <laughs> are we going to score a goal that's not an own goal? Are we going to pick up three
3: points? What, would it, what, what are you expecting? What, what do you want to see? Do you know the one thing I've always found with Mark Robbins' teams that when we're sort of down in the dumps, there's always a positive outcome. Like the next game, like they seem to turn it on. I'm, I'm living in the hope that this happens on Monday night. <laughs> it's not much hope. You know, I'm going to, you know, maybe get some candles out and start praying. Um, but it's... Um, the candles are for the praying, not for anything else. Just for anyone else that says anything. But, yeah, I I do a kind... I, can't, I just want to see a reaction, really, Ross. Just a reaction to, one, the negativity around the fans. And, two, how badly they've played over the last two games. They have to sense that no one's happy. And they also have to sense that they haven't played particularly well. So I want to see a reaction. And... I kind of like, if you look at the last few years, we've had reactions, you know, that the Sheffield United game, the Fulham game, we've turned it on against big teams as well. You know, let's not be around the bush there. We've turned it on against the best teams in this league. I live in the hope we're doing that again on Monday night. And Dave,
1: what can we expect from West Brom? What, What sort of challenge are they going to pose, do you think?
2: They've had a bit of a mixed bag, haven't they? So far this season. Um, you know, obviously beat Queens Park Rangers. Everyone's beat Queens Park Rangers pretty much this season. But I think given your 5 a probably beat QPR exactly. <laughs> but you know, lost lost a, a, in in the Birmingham derby with 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 Brum. Um, only sort of managed to get past Sheffield Wednesday. I don't know. They're, they're a bit of a mixed bag. So they've got some injuries. Swift is out, which is good news. He's still. Uh, you know, nursing an injury, so that and that's... he's turned it
3: on, hasn't he? Since the the rumours have come to us, he's yeah. become a different player. He's like, he's Fuck that. I don't want to join that shite. I want to play well here for West Brom.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you know, they have got a few injuries, um, but I, I I don't know. I, I I think it's more more about us and how we we start this game. And I wouldn't be against seeing O'Hare start, to be honest. And I'd rather. Go and see, you know, give us 45, 50, 60 minutes if you can or 45 and and go from there. Because m- what we have need to have done the last couple of games is get in front whilst we've had the the control of the game. And that's what we've not done. So I think I think I said before we went into the international break, whether I said it on the podcast or just, you know, all of these conversations blur into one around Country City. But I did say it's never easy going away from home. And two away games straight after the international break was not ideal. You know, you would have liked to have shaped up at home. Um, that's the way the fixture list, have, you know, found out. Uh, so now we've got a chance, haven't we back at home to, to try and get the crowd behind us, use that crowd, use that home advantage. And, and hopefully we can get a goal. Um, you know, cause that'd be nice wouldn't
3: it, this side of Christmas. I want to see a box. I want to see a box. Not a Christmas box, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to see a box formation. I think that's the, the way to go against West Brom. You know, they've got. I mean, you look at their 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 centre rafts they're just going to head away everything all day.
1: They're just sitting a block, don't they? They're sitting the a yeah. deep block, and I think their current top top clearly there's just something not quite working. I mean, who would you want to see play then, Dean? What
3: are the changes would you would you make then in that in that case? I actually would go with Godden on his own up there and play if O'Hare's fit enough to start play him and Sakamoto in behind, I just want to see some energy. I think you'll get that from the three of them. I think Dave made a good point yesterday. Godden seems to work really well with O'Hare when he sort of rolls off a defender. Mm. Um, I think that will work quite quite nicely, I guess especially as Kyle Bartley. I mean, he's not he's not the quickest player. Um, and I think that might might work wonders. And it's all about trying to dominate that middle of the park. If we can sort of... Keep yeah. possession and keep control against Shalabar and uh, Yakusulu. I think will be fine. Um, yeah, because Wallace give... is
2: one of those players, isn't he? That that tries to he, he tries to explode. They're, they'll they'll counter attack. That's what they mainly sort of aim aim to do. I think. I've um, got the and...
3: two, two best players in the division to do that in Wallace and in Ghana Yeah. So you just just try Quite and stop fire. them. Yeah. Make Jed Wallace get back into a midfield free. Make him force him back into that. Pl- Position, so we, we don't have the break on, or at least it's harder for them to break. That's what I would say. Um, and I think if you have those intricate players, I think we can, I think that if we play at pace, then we can we can do these, um, most definitely.
1: And I imagine then in your box, you'd have if, if Alan's fit, Alan and Ben, ben Sheaf 100%.
3: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think if you have that with with those two two tens, I think we've got technical ability, speed, and awareness as well. That's something that Jamie Allen brings is awareness. He knows yes. what's going on all yeah, the time. Yeah. And Ben Sheaf is it, is naturally good it, at that. He also looked like Jamie Allen that when he came on,
1: um, after you know, he returned that actually he, he sort of stepped up, do you know what I mean, and wants to actually drive forward and, and and be be bold, be brave, which I feel like some of our players are very safe at the moment, even like Ayari, these players are supposed to be creative. Just everything's very, very safe. Everything's sort of walking pace, at least O'Hare and Allen, I think a bit of dynamism. I think we'll, I think that's we'll hopefully... why
2: we're getting stuck on that sort of just outside the box, aren't we? Because it is it is everything is very safe and there's not that creativity. And we, we do need a couple of players like O'Hare and, and Allen just to open that up. Could
1: you see a box situation where Sims is is the man at the top. Because I said weeks ago, I think when O'Hare's playing, Sims will start scoring goals.
3: I think all three of them can play in that position. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's, it's just about like they they all bring something different to that to that position.
1: Although you all remember Dean when we interviewed Hadji right, he did say <laughs> I'm no good as a lone striker.
3: Yeah, but I think he would I don't think he's had players behind him who can who can find those no. passes and be intricate yeah. enough. If you look at but, some of these highlight reels, he's just had he's had basically midfield, static midfield players it's almost playing balls into him.
2: isn't it? Because I f- I think the best part of his his game when I when I've seen him play has been him trying to make runs in
1: behind onto the ball. And we've yeah. not played to his strengths, have we? I do I do think we've at the ball like yesterday. There was a couple of balls we were played in behind for Godden, and he just wasn't quick enough to get there. And then suddenly, Hasheer Wright came on, and the first ball we did was just lump it up to his neck.
3: And I was like, well, Why are we not doing the same passes?" that we we're doing for God on because I feel like and he's horses got horses for pace. courses yeah. every time and we seem to be doing the wrong thing for each each, each horse got out there. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: but I mean how how are you feeling about it? Are you optimistic? Are you, I'm a bit nervous.
3: I think yeah, uh, I don't know how to answer that actually because I I am nervous in the fact that three losses in a row is sort of panic stations even this early mm. in the season but yeah. I also think we're due a performance and we're also, like I said before, we sort of like come through adversity at times. And I think like this might be it. I think this is the opportunity to do that.
2: We've got to start fast. If we get even a shock, you know, I'm not even saying a goal. If they even have a sniff of a chance, I can just oh, it see us. horrific. Yeah, I can just see us, you know, people start to look around and go, Oh, is this going to happen again? This could be the third in the, in 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 the row. Uh, we've we've got to get an early ish goal because I, they just need it for confidence. They just need it to be able to to relax. And I I do worry that if we get bombarded early doors, I, I just I'm not sure we're going to be strong enough we, to to the atmosphere. It.
3: Just
1: just yeah yeah. That's the other yeah, thing. It, it gets yeah. to
3: get you know, and that that leaks out onto the pitch. Yeah, of course it does. Percent.
1: Yeah. It feels a bit like that Huddersfield game, doesn't it? Because we we we'd had that really poor performance against Cardiff and we went into that game and it's sort of very nervy. And I, I agree. I don't think our team at the moment has got it in us to suddenly, you know, in adversity, you know, in a game, turn it around like one nil down, you know, in previous years we've gone, you know what, one nil down, it's fine. We can turn it around. I feel like we need to start fast and take the lead. And you know, because in the last two games we could have scored first. And goals change games, and then the complexion of the game changes. But it should have, would have, could have. We, we I think we need you're to- absolutely
3: right. In like regards to like, we can't change it in a game, but we can change it in a new game.
1: Yes. Yes.
3: Yeah. Now you've just mentioned Cardiff and Huddersfield. Okay, the Huddersfield performance wasn't particularly great, but then we went to QPR and turned them over. Yeah. Brilliant second half Blackburn, performance there. Beat them. Blackburn. I thought we played really, really well in stages in that game
1: against a good did, side as well. Against
3: a good side and did enough to win the football match. And at the moment, that's all I need to see is enough to win a football match.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, hundred percent. And we're capable. We've got players who are capable of doing it. And I think everyone just needs a everyone needs a boost. And you know, it could, it, football can quickly change. You know, we before the last two games. We were buzzing. Well, really, you know, controlling performance against Norwich, we were pretty happy. You know, four games were Ten. Yeah. And now it's like, you know, if we can beat West Brom on Monday and then end the hoodoo at Preston, all of a sudden the whole table would, you know, look completely different and and everyone would be happy. But it it does feel like we need a a sort of response. And like you said, Dean, Robbins normally gets that, you know, that fateful QPR when we lost 3-0, you know, that first year back, we then played Bristol and we needed a a response and we got it and we we beat them and and we were the better side. We need to get we need to get the crowd up. I feel like the crowd are going to be nervy, and it's up to the players to to sort of do something from the off to get everyone going. Okay, we're on it today. Forget the last couple of games. Let's put the ball in the back of the net and get three points. So, I'll get a couple of predictions from you.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll I'll go with two 0 on the basis that I think we're going to get a reaction. Um, and I think we're yeah I think I think we're going to turn it around. Two own goals or are we going to score? <laughs> no, you're going to run on. We'll take your <laughs> you, we'll take your uh, goal from half time, kick it for a ticket, hopefully, um, if we're allowed. And then uh, Hadji Wright's going to give it the old uh, shush to the crowd. Hopefully, to take uh, Godden's um, <laughs> celebration.
1: How about you, Dave? What what are you thinking? It could be one all.
3: Listen, I said last night if we win we're in the top half. If results go our way and like we're not looking over our shoulders anymore. It's mad. The table's mad. Like it's just
2: The table doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh, but it it will still it will start to become a problem if we enter that December period yeah. in a bad place. That that would be my only concern about the table. Well, I'm not worried about it now.
1: 100 agree. We've got three games before the next international break. I mean, how many points do you think you know, we need to get just
3: to sort of go into that break feeling just better. Four. I think that'd be a good return from, from what we've just witnessed over the last five days. I think getting four points yeah. in the next three games, mm-hmm. two games at home and one away, at you know, the, vo- the voodoo place at Preston. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good one. Yeah, four would
1: be... Uh, it's points on the board, isn't it? It just keeps it ticking over a little bit. It feels like it's going to be that way for a, for a while, probably. Um, Staying and
3: being at home is is important, I think, during this period as well. Um, that'd be that'd be nice to do.
1: It certainly would. Um, that's all we've got time for, chaps. Dean, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, next up for the Sky Blues is the game on Sky on Monday night against West Brom. Thank you, everyone, for listening as always. Proudly sponsored by Dylan's Brewery and the Sky Blue Tavern. And make sure you follow us at Sky Blues Extra. Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery.